Hey everyone, it's John Guest. On this episode of the Big Stick Golf Podcast, we're going to recap Patrick Reed's win at the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. We're also going to get you through, I mean, just the plethora of amazing uh, content that Patrick Reed provided us over the weekend. All kinds of controversy, all kinds of fun. We're going to take you through all that, as well as get you ready for this week's Waste Management Open uh, at, at, in Phoenix at TPC Scottsdale. So, Stick around for all that. Before we get going, though, be sure to check us out on Big Stick, Big Stick Golf Official on all the handles, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Also, be sure to go visit our friends at Torchbear Sauces. You can find them at torchbearsauces.com. Use the promo code 9iron at checkout. That's the number 9, the word iron at checkout. Get 20% off of their amazing sauces. That's it for me. Here's the podcast. glory i mean any tour event's a big deal to win but to win a major is obviously another level there it is can you believe it nick baldo so much easier than putting. I should just try to get the ball in one shot every time. Welcome to the Big Stick Golf Podcast. Welcome in everyone to another edition of the Big Stick Golf Podcast. We are fresh off of a big week at the Farmers Insurance Open at uh, we were in a uh, Tory Pines, one of the the best courses in the world. It was great to look at uh, to, to see that course all week. Uh, Patrick Reed ended up separating himself from the field after the first couple rounds. The the guys play uh, the North and the South course there at Tory Pines, and then. Uh, gets consolidated down to the tougher south course. So some big numbers in the first couple of days because guys were playing the north course, but it kind of mellowed out for the weekend. And then a, a pretty good tournament developed, and uh, Patrick Reed ended up kind of separating himself from the field, uh, ended up finishing five shots over a group of guys at, at nine under. Uh, Patrick was 14 under, but big win for America's favorite golfer and Patrick Reed. <laughs> uh, as always, I'm John Guest here, joined by C-Money Carlton Smith. Carlton, I mean, like I said, what did you think about uh, watching Patrick uh, take that on Sunday? I mean, it was kind of, I mean, it wasn't boring by any standard, mm-hmm. but they're really outside of what he did on, uh, what was it? 14, I think was the hole, whatever the embedded ball hole was. He kind he dominated the tournament. It wasn't yeah. a, it, it just really not a, a lot just didn't go on that fourth round outside of him just being steady Eddie and, the big elephant in the room is the whole embedded ball situation, but right. Patrick Reed is really good at golf, but damn it, man. It's like that dude is a magnet for controversy. Yeah. <laughs> he makes it so hard on himself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah. You, Cause what else are you going to talk about? We have all these notes on this outline and it's like, all right, screw this. Like, what are we doing? We yeah. got to talk about Patty Reed. I mean, you got to give him credit, credit where credit's due. When you see a tournament finish like this, where a bulk, I mean, some really good players were, were, were a number of shots back substantially behind where, where Reed finished. Uh, Finau, Ryan Palmer, Victor Hovland, um, John Rahm, some, some of the world's best golfers were, were in a big group and, and they, that standard, they kind of give you an idea of how, since there were so many guys at nine under, so many guys at eight under at the end of the tournament, it gives you an idea of how tough the, the course was playing to see one guy separate himself by five shots as a, you got to give him props, man. It was pretty impressive from Patrick Reed there, but for, I guess, get, for first thing I want to talk about is just for the uninitiated, give us kind of a lay, like a, 
like a, a just a rundown on what the the whole embedded ball situation was and, and why there was like controversy surrounding all that real quick for everybody the so he hits a tee shot or uh yeah he hits a tee shot and comes over to the rough and i guess i'm trying to not be the reactionary guy right now because twitter the internet blew up when this happened if you had any kind of golf inclination following whatever it was on social media you know that oh god patrick reed's at it again and if you haven't drank too much to where you don't remember the last couple <laughs> of years, uh, you should know some Patrick Reed controversies. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's he walks up to the uh, to the rough, it's left rough, and I guess technically he did what he was supposed to do. And this is this one of those scenarios where it's reasonable doubt because it's Patrick Reed. Is he doing something wrong, or is it like a was he really did he really commit a foul? But he walks up to his ball looks at one of the people working there and says, hey, did it bounce? The guy says no. So they're playing – I think they're playing lift clean in place all week, and mm -hmm. it's soggy they had everywhere. Some, some rough weather in the first so uh, If it's embedded in the rough, I guess you can't clean it because they said Brandel Chambly was going nuts because of the way he was holding the ball in his hand. Like he was essentially just palming the entire ball, whether he was trying to clean it or not, whatever. Um, but, yeah, he picks the ball up calls a rules official over he put the t-peg in the ground like this is where it was at and they deemed that the ball was embedded so whatever he did picking the ball up did he you know put his fingers in the ground a little further so it would seem more whatever the issue was regardless damn it like <laughs> for as good <laughs> as he is he cannot get away from this kind of stuff yeah i mean was between this stuff and you know fluffing his lie in the bunker that one time with sand behind the ball and all of a sudden it's gone mm -hmm. uh, just everything this dude does is just magnetized. Yeah. So was it, was he trying to say that the ball did bounce or didn't bounce? Well, he asked the guy if it did bounce. And then, and, it, and he said and it he didn't, told, right? And that's, and that's where I think if he walks up to him and he's like, hey, it, this didn't bounce. It went straight in. He's like, okay, well, obviously this thing's embedded. So if the guy goes, hey, it bounced, then you're, there's no, there's no way in hell it's going to embed off yeah. of the bounce. So, so through the laws of physics, there's exactly yeah, the second bounce is the second hit to the ground isn't going to plug if, if that was the case. But but it's like does part of my head goes like did he he's the second that kid goes oh it didn't bounce is that the green light in his head to start oh shit I can do what I want to right here and because before he's been the guy that like you know works his lie in the rough every once in a while has like five different clubs in his hand and the next thing you know the ball's sitting up and he just he rips a wood to what 220 to the green is on the green putting for birdie like yeah he's that guy so it's it's very suspect shady uh you're not trusting the character of him but is he really cheating i don't i mean i don't know that's and that's what sucks about golf is like everything is based on you calling it yourself and mm -hmm. if you're not a i won't say good person but if you're willing to bend the rules you you bring a lot of uh scrutiny on yourself yeah, the uh, the thing that I was thinking, at least especially towards the end of the tournament, you know, after after this had kind of settled in into everybody's minds over the course of a couple of days, was just thinking about because he had a very good junior career, very good college career, very good, you know, his whole his whole professional He's career. Very good. good. Yeah. So it makes me wonder, like college tournaments, you don't have anybody out there really. There's not rules officials on every hole or or a crowd to keep people in check. Or it just makes me think, like. How much has he been, doing? <laughs> you know, and uh, to be clear, it, what he did on uh, in this tournament wasn't even illegal. It was, it was just his, um, 
his 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 Just history. The way he goes about it. Man. Yeah, his history, and and then I was listening to him talk to the to the rules official, and. It just it sucks for him in a way because even when he's just trying to be clear and get clarity and just have a a clear concise conversation about a rule thing situation, he just he can't help but sound like condescending and and uh, yeah. kind of just kind of just douchey man. I mean, just like it, it just it just it's kind of the same thing for Bryson where where he just just his normal interactions with people just rub people the wrong way and all of that is added up. I mean, you add up his his history of literally cheating uh and being caught for it and called out for it um the fact that you know there's been guys on Ryder cup teams that have been asked to not be paired with them because people just don't like him so much and uh and it's just it's interesting how this is developing it, it i mean i guess it, it may already for unfortunately for him it may already be past the point of uh i don't want to say um redemption or anything because i don't think that's something that matters to him but it's just like we're going to be anytime he's in contention and for the rest of his career we're going to be like people are gonna be hyper focused on him and uh, making jokes and memes and what the way the internet goes and uh and it's not it's, it's in a way it's unfortunate it's very entertaining don't get me wrong it's it's very entertaining we can talk a little bit business. more about we can this talk a little bit more good. about some other very entertaining things that happened revolving around uh, patrick reed but it's it's unfortunate because he's gonna go down from this generation as one of the best players he's he's a i mean he's he's a very good player he's i think that win got him back into the top 10 and uh, he's a, a multiple time major winner and, you know, and all, unfortunately for him though, at this moment, all that people can think about instead of like, would, Hey man, good job with another, uh, another stellar win is, Hey man, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that thing that you did on that one hole. <laughs> yeah. It was just, like, just I think it was, it was an interview on golf channel and it was rich learner. It was the typical crew is rich learner. And I think Brandel Shamley may be sitting there and he says, and I was like, Holy hell, they just said this on the air. He goes, <laughs> Uh, Patrick Reed gets his ninth win and ties God who was it was it it was like a it was a Gary player type level player mm -hmm. you know that it's like a, a a legend in the sport and he goes and that's where the comparisons end and I was like <laughs> whoa <laughs> I was like, holy hell man and but you know what like you said before he kind he brings it on himself and yep. sometimes it's not what you do it's how you do things and especially in golf where I, I mean, I'm watching it. I don't remember if he mentioned it to his playing partners, which is a big part of golf too. Like you, you play with multiple people. They keep your scorecard. They kind of try to keep you honest. So you're uh, going to ask them for to add opinion. to that. The PGA, I mean, scoring is a little different. The PGA even has a, a person who's got like yeah. a, a, a tablet on hand and they're, and they're real time putting in scores. Um, so th there's never been more, uh, I guess, checks and balances for potential for yeah, yeah accountability yeah it, it, it is a gentleman's game and it always has been but that kind of applies more to the ever everyday person who's just out playing with their buddies and stuff um there's there should be checks and balances for for stuff like this and i guess all we really have is just cameras and uh zooming in technology and stuff like that but it, it's just unfortunate that you know, it, you think that dude that was working in the fairway was just like, oh shit, Pat, Patrick Reed's talking to me. Yeah. I gotta come to meet. Like, it's like, it's like, that's the dude to, you go to. Like, who's I'm the official out there? But, yeah. but I mean, now you know what that means. He's, there's more, more and more eyes are going to be on him because, I mean, Rory did the same exact thing on 18, the same exact thing. He, but he, it's just the way Rory carries himself. He asked his playing partners, like, hey guys, or he asked the guy, did it bounce? He didn't see it bounce. So, hey guys, I'm taking relief. And he went about his business. <laughs> And uh, 
that's a good segue into the next very entertaining thing that happened over the uh, <laughs> the course of the tournament. Gosh. Patrick Reed, uh, I will, I'm just gonna give us a, give us kind of a rundown on that too. I, essentially, he KD'd himself. Yeah, he's, and I don't think it's him. I think is his. Or reports are saying they're like 95% sure it is his <laughs> wife. And there's a tweet that went out about. Rory did the same thing, but it was tweeted from two different accounts, the same exact tweet. And the other account is Patrick Reed's Twitter account. Mm-hmm. So it's, he, he has a, it was an all caps, like Trump style, yeah. like just rant anger <laughs> sharks. And you know, like, I, I think I it was something to, like a uh, used golf facts or something was the name yeah, of the, the burner. And, and from what I've read too, they, they've been saying like, this is, this was something that they thought for a while. And now they're, Oh hell yeah. This is definitely either, either it's her or somebody in his camp that does this for him, man. Just and so this guy's crazy. Like it's just the, so wonderful. Like, I, you know, he's, um, he's going to be really fun to root against. And, uh, I think yeah, I honestly, he makes golf more fun, man. Like I, I got around to like, I got past Bryson and I think Bryson makes golf more fun. And I've, I've gotten past like, what Patrick Reed has done, like cheating is like the, it's the worst thing ever. He's never going to, there's guys on tour that he will never, ever, ever have a good standing with for the rest of his life. And very yeah. deservedly. Um, but damn it. He makes, he makes, he's going to make this very fun, man. <laughs> Dude, those press conferences. Like I know people can't be in there, but everybody's going to be one like for the next month easily mm-hmm. when he goes like this dude's one of green jacket. Like mm-hmm. he has to sit, during the the dinners and every all that stuff going on at Masters Week, yep. Like what the hell, just man? What if he wins fly, another? One? Oh my god! Just, I just want to hear like the conversations that people are having when they're around him, or just <laughs> and like he's he, in a he he won two national titles at Augusta. He got kicked out of Georgia, but like he's a he's <laughs> which is like, hilarious. I just I mean I just, I couldn't imagine. And the other thing I was thinking about was, holy hell, if we had fans at this thing and the amount of heckling he gets, anyways. For you know, people throwing shovels at him, uh, just pretty much just calling him for everything he's ever done. If they if they would have seen him coming down 18, what what do you think the reaction would have been? Oh my god, can you imagine real time? Can you imagine just a, a course of booze going out over the like and you know, the 18th walk up for a guy who's up by five is normally like even if it's a person that nobody even even knows about, they'll get a yeah. just a, a, a nice, a nice. 20,000 person golf clap and just uh it's really cool to take your hat off salute the crowd but I can see Patrick Reed man I can see just straight up booze just people just booing the fact that he's about to win this tournament and that would have been or do people leave that would have been <laughs> I don't know if that'd be even worse do people got that would have been left? electric yeah we can, yeah yeah you oh have like 20,000 people there all day but nah, I, I think it's more likely that uh instead of a lot of people being there and then them leaving I think it's more likely that he would have just straight up been booed and that would have been another that would have been a milestone in golf uh golf history having a guy get booed on his way up in the in the i, I guess the the sport that you're supposed to be the most supportive of i guess because you're out there to watch good yeah. golf and you and you support you know you're not everybody. supposed to boot or you're not supposed yeah. to cheer bad shots and... but the fact I, but I, I didn't think about that though that this guy has put himself in a category that he made even bryson there's no way bryson's respected enough it, he's a weird dude and he's kind of a dork and uh and he says kind of pretentious things quite a few times but none of that is remotely going to ever get him booed uh at a a tournament but i think patrick reed has maybe created his own uh category of guys that could potentially get booed coming down the 18th hole 
Well, I think, and Bryson too, as weird as he is, as you know, just different, I guess is what I would describe Bryson as. At least he's got some personability to him. Like he yeah. can do an interview and be and be completely just electric and light a room up. It was a little awkward science. watching his like post U.S. Open family thing. Yeah. Like it was kind of awkward, but like you could still see. But like, you, yeah, you're like, okay, well, he's, he's a just good, different. Yeah, when he's Patrick just a weird Reece, guy. Like, Patrick Reed doubled down on it, and granted, yeah. I, I, if if that was what I walked up on, if that's what he saw, regardless of intent, but if that was a situation, and I, I would think the rules official would have seen that it, it was or was like whatever the situation was, he wasn't breaking the rules from what he knew. So, but it's just, like you said, the way he talked to the rules official and just how he handled himself, like, dude, maybe, maybe just saying, you know what, I could have handled it better. Just something, some kind of like mea culpa saying, I'm sorry, this was handled this way, but this is what I meant to do. And and just show a little bit of something, man, just some remorse of some kind. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if did he ever come out and like apologize for, you know, the stuff Hell he did in the no. bunker. Yeah, that's, that's where he's, you know. Yeah, he doubles down on it. Like he, I don't know if he like brand. talked to his people and then they came to the conclusion that he shouldn't apologize and should just embrace it or whatever the situation may be. But yeah, it's just, it's just weird. And it's the only, in, like the only, I can't think of anybody else. I'm sure there's been, you know, uh, one-off situations where, where lesser known guys were desperate and maybe they were trying to, I don't know, but it's never, you would never think a guy who has won tournaments, has won majors, like, would would think in his mind like how can i he he seems he reminds me of like a kleptomaniac like a person who just that has it all but still steals just because it's fun just because you know He's like a pathological like, liar like yeah. he has like every lie matters <laughs> and, <laughs> i mean my man is now doing trump style tweets with all caps and stuff so like <laughs> well, and did you watch a, the interview amazing. on the green uh after he won it and just how he was like i think it just you know showed my resilience and being able to stick through and just holy yeah I mean, and I guess whether whether that makes sense and that's his motivational tool, like read the room, bro. Like yeah. the temperature's hot right now. Even if he said something along the lines of like, I know, you know, I know there's a lot of controversy around me. I, I regret some of the actions of my past. And I, I just want everyone to exactly. know that everything I did this week was I, I promise it was by the book. I'm not, you know, yeah, yeah, but he, nah, yeah. does he not have a PR like team? Like who's he sponsored yeah. by? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Shirts are huge. Like, that's a good understand. question i'm about to look that up right now because that is i know uh, he's i, I know, know he has the nike deal and terrible fitting nikes stuff but <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know he's yeah he's nike uh uh well okay the first link is like do you want to sponsor patrick reed and then it's like a link <laughs> to sponsor him uh it looks like let's see callaway is his clubs hats uh yeah so it's like nike and callaway it's nothing too crazy so i don't know if he has any like brand like any like companies or anything that he's yeah. that sponsored I, I would stay away from him if i was a, a ceo of a company but um but yeah i mean he's a master's champion you would you just wouldn't expect this kind of uh, reputation to develop around a guy who is yeah, I, I just can't think of another guy that's hated like this i'm like this is universal right there are there yeah. i hate to be the guy too that's like oh everybody's just a hater and try to be contrarian with it, it but it's Jesus, never like man. as mainstream like i remember um and i'm trying to think of like um people didn't like polter but like like well, i'm was... trying to think of other sports too like lance armstrong was uh yeah but but eventually I, at this point i feel like the the consensus is everybody was doping for that in his yeah. era so i um so he's not as hated as he could be even though he cheated and got caught but i'm trying to think like um 
you know, the guys that do performance enhancing drugs on like in other sports don't they're kind of it's like okay. Now. NFL, yeah. they're out four games. Tiger, for that little instance, people weren't really big fans of him, but like he but it was never games. like, but, but it was never like this. Yeah. Like, no, nah, no, nah. it was never, but he was, made and he also made the comeback. But you know, you had your your group of people that take that that uh hold their uh their their sports heroes to a high, high, yeah, <laughs> accord, and and then that's the bad thing to do because you're going to constantly get disappointed because they're just normal people that have issues as well. But um, yeah. I, like I said earlier, I think I think Patrick is in a field of his own as far as is this Draymond. I don't know. Like, is nah, this, I mean, it's way more than Draymond. Draymond yeah, never cheated the game, you know. Like, yeah, no, but just, I'm saying like from a hate, like how he's good. And he's not yeah. like the best, but he's good. And yeah, I think it's I think it's different because it's not. Well, first of all, it's a it's not a team sport, so it's not just like a irrational team hate, but it's also like very deserved, you know. Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's just like. You you can hate on Draymond because he's annoying and he, he's loud. He's and he talks yeah. shit, but like he he plays hard and he plays the game true and he and he doesn't like cheat anybody and he, but like um, I'm trying to think like even like you know I think people uh, there was a time where in Tom Brady's career where he was hated just because of he won. There's different kinds of hate. Yeah. So like Tom yeah, Brady exactly. wins yeah. so much and everybody hates him for that. But at this point, it, it evolved into like a respect thing. Everybody kind of just respects him at this point. Um, I'm sure in his heyday, Michael Jordan was just hated so hard everybody hates lebron but it's not really like literal hate he's a great guy and he plays the game true and he he's a good role model and so you can't really like it's not based on anything really except team you know tribalism but this is like different man this is like a guy that um honestly if you get caught cheating and you blatantly cheated on purpose it wouldn't like i don't think people would be turned off by that being a lifetime ban from the sport so like yeah the fact that he's still playing and he's still winning and that's fine. Like that's the way it is. Like that doesn't need to change in my opinion, but it's just like, um, you know, you cheated the game, you got caught and then you're still like out there, you know, winning millions and, and stirring up the, you know, stirring it up and everything. Like, it's just, it's kind of wild. It's like, I think it's a very unique situation. It's, and things just follow him. Like the last round he's, he's got a putt that really means nothing because he's what he had a four stroke lead at that point or something. Yeah. And like he, puts his mark down it's the weather there was terrible the last couple of days it was windy mm-hmm. as hell like a lot of things going on his ball rolls the greens got really fast over yeah. the weekend and you could see like everybody just like staring at him and even patrick reed just kind of like well let me call the rules official over here <laughs> like, like <laughs> that just, one God, yeah that one yeah. point that was another thing that he did play it by the rules like he couldn't get his ball to stop because uh, that's happened yeah. to me before like i in and he did it right. The rules official let him know just like, you know, closest spot you can get it to like, even if it's like a centimeter over, just get it to where it'll stop and you can play it from there. So he did that right. But it's, but yeah, like you said, like every, if, if he's just anything involving a rules official, people are going to be like, what, yeah. what is he doing? What's, what's going on here? And then, uh, I, I guess mean, it was, yeah. it was a good time for the PGA to have their, uh, the, their guy. Like, seriously good time. <laughs> the PGA, the, or sorry, CBS implemented a uh, full-time rules official. So, uh, what a what a tournament for that guy to be involved. I mean, like yeah, because Hovland went through that too on fourteen when he sailed it left, and uh, God, that was kind of that was comical watching him drop the ball, watch it roll. Hey, that wasn't good enough. Do it then. Do it right. now. Do it. Now. <laughs> yeah. I, the I dropping rules are strange now. I can't even keep yeah. up with it. it. Like I haven't been playing competitively in a. And this in wasn't like even years, a dropping but... rule. It was a placing rule because it yeah. kept on rolling from the spot, and he's like, no. Nah, mm-hmm. And I think somebody on Twitter like was referencing the. Uh, God, what's the movie with Paul Rudd when he's like, you're standing or stand up, you're doing too much. You're doing like, he was just constantly going, <laughs> going yeah. the, uh, God, the movie where he's like, I, I, I uh, threw my watch away. He's like, no, nah, I got 
I got a clock on my iPhone kind of movie. But <laughs> anyways, it was just, damn, man. If that was Patrick Reed, oh, it's over. Like, yeah. God. Um, and then like, what, like some, what was the situation where, I don't know, it, we can get off of this, but yeah, I was just, I, I'm glad it's a, it's something to talk about. Cause he's, he's, I think, like I said, he's set himself into a, he's created a category all, all alone. And I'm going to call that category guys who could potentially get booed coming up the 18th hole when he's about to win, which <laughs> I think is a group the, of one. <laughs> he's it's him, his wife, I guess his brother-in-law's on his bag. Like, like his brother-in-law lays down to read putts too weirdo yeah so he's got like his most like he, he's like kind of stick. like a he's like a corrupt king or something and he's just got his like cronies know, that follow him around and it's just like yeah but um, what do you do like if you're if you're on his bag like that's got to be your guy right and, oh yeah dude you can't yes. you can't be a caddy and not be yeah. ride or die you got to be like but like <laughs> if, could you be a caddy and be like man this dude's a piece of you know yeah. what but like but then God, when you get that hundred and forty thousand dollar check baby yeah exactly <laughs> yeah once you, get, once you get that uh once that check clears on tuesday <laughs> yeah. coming in hot with it you'll be like oh I, I don't remember any of that i don't even know what you're talking about um yeah we should get man we should get some caddy we should interview some caddies on some podcasts that would be that would be interesting i know a guy we could probably get some dudes we'll yeah, see man that'd be that'd be cool so all right well that was fun uh patrick reed uh that was a lot to talk i don't i hope we never have to talk about him that much in a Jeez. chunk of time but man the dude is making headlines he's he's super entertaining at this point but uh let's try to just hit on a couple other guys that uh had some had some decent weeks a little bit of a disappointing finish for john rom uh i was in particular interested in him because i picked him to be my winner pick last week and he uh yeah he you, you were telling me, tell, tell me earlier what your, your reaction to what he was doing on 18. So he finished eight under, which was six back, but he was a, uh, I mean, it was tied for like seventh or eighth because like five guys finished tied for second, but set us up what, what he did on 18, just because it cracked you up so much. I mean, it's a par five and it's one of those par fives that like it's, you got to get it over water. So you got to, you got to fly the number and this dude hits it in the, the uh, bunker. And I just saw, who was it? Maybe I didn't just see, but like Victor Hovland hits it in that bunker, plays it out to the middle, hits a wedge, whatever. And this joker pulls a, a three wood or what uh, it was a some kind of a metal and hits it. And he kind of steps out of the bunker. I was like, oh, damn, he went at it. And the look of his body language was like, oh, this is about to be tight. Yeah. I remember watching this 30 yards short and into the drink. And it's like, wasn't even close what are you doing but and i'm sitting there like he i think he was nine under so if he would have laid up and hit a good wedge he would have had a yeah. good shot at a birdie to finish 10 under and would have finished second and uh instead he when he went for it i mean i gotta give him props man he full sand like he went for it um, i mean it was there was a lip in front of him too so maybe he had to open like i don't what and yeah i just i don't know like you're so, way you know. better at golf than i am <laughs> and you've probably hit that shot before in your life but. uh honestly man i i don't know if i've ever hit a wood out of a bunker i don't, I don't think that's something i've ever done i probably um, have but it probably wasn't supposed to but yeah maybe a hybrid but he wasn't hitting a hybrid yeah. it was either a, i think it was a three wood i think it was just a straight up three wood and he was like you know what i'm going full sand i'm going to try to make an eagle here and then and, and just but the funny I, thing was you're right he looked like he he really liked it he came of out of the bunker like oh yes <laughs> He's like, like real perked Spanish. up, like he was yeah. like, "Oh, yeah, yeah oh, very, caliente." Very, <laughs> but I just, we just saw Tony Finau. That I mean, he might have had the wrong club too, and he's as long as anybody, and he he missed the green short. So my best guess is like he didn't catch it as clean as he thought, and also yeah. there was probably some breeze in his face that he wasn't aware of. Aware it was of, probably yeah. a double. That was that was the only reason I could think of a, a professional golfer hitting a shot that he thinks is going to be good. And yeah. it coming up 30 yards short because they are, they are so good and it was like 
flush in the middle of the pond. It was like right. It was like comical how centered yeah, it, it killed was. something in there. It that was, that thing was definitely embedded. Yeah, <laughs> embedded embedded in the abyss. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, we poked fun at him, but he had a pretty good week. Um, you know, he just had a you know disappointing, obviously, 18th hole. Didn't didn't really he 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 was. I remember early in the round he had made a couple bogeys and then he made a bunch of birdies. He got tied for the lead and then he had a he just was sort of like a roller coaster. Um, something you don't he's really, really good at these tough tracks man and he's yeah. just like his yeah, kind man. of game it's very it's just cons is usually consistently good and he grinds so i think that mentality mentality that he has just helps in these kind of tournaments the one thing that i do i i was actively thinking about especially on sunday was i i'm so excited for the u.s open to be there uh now uh yes. later this year it's gonna be it's gonna be the course already plays tough for even the pros uh when it's you know um just i guess the conditions were pretty rough but it's it's already a tough course and it, it's just going to be even tougher i think when the last time the u.s open was there in 2008 the year that tiger won with his uh, over rocco mediate i think they finished like one under maybe for the whole tournament it was like incredible how tough it was so i mean there's really some dudes shooting, and i know the the north course and the south course they're two different animals the south in the south course the one that the the uh u.s open is going to be played at yeah the south course is the like the I mean, the one that you think of if you're thinking of tory there, yeah there were dudes at the top of the leaderboard and then the second day they're shooting 77s and they're out of the tournament like and some of that too may have been, may have been the weather and just the difficulty of the the south course itself but like jordan spieth was in it day one I'm like oh yeah. hell yeah that's pretty cool to see him back and yeah no, this fine. tournament's a little confusing uh you can't really you can't really determine like w until the end of friday really once the and yeah. you at that point still like the two different days had two different kinds of conditions and um it probably set up easier for the guys who played the north course the first day because they were able to just kind of go like like patrick reed played the north course the first day he shot 64 he was already he shot, you know, he was what six under the rest of the tournament, but he was eight under his first round on that easier course. And then was he wire to wire, I, or at least he was a shot off? I don't think day. so, but yeah, he was like within a shot or two every yeah, so at the end he, of he every was round. As steady as they came the entire week. So yeah, and then um, yeah, there was a few other guys that shot sixty. Actually, actually, after the first round, I think somebody else, someone might have shot sixty three, uh, yeah. but I can't remember. Um, Adam yeah. Scott was a guy that was lingering around yeah. the leaderboard and just. Oh, that's cool. And you know, <laughs> Rory, Rory played pretty well um, in spurts. He still has those spurts where he's the best player in the world. And then he has, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a not. pretty, like there's quite a few guys. Uh, yeah. Adam Scott finished tied for 10th. That's where Rory, Rory was tied for, he was right. A shot below him. Um, Rom was tied for Xander. Seventh. Xander, like, Oh yeah. I was about to make a point being, about Xander. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got, um, uh, yeah, he, he was real solid all week. I yeah. honestly, man, he, he's in my mind when I see him on the leaderboard on Sunday, I'm, I'm, he's just always yeah. in it. He just always seems like he's in it. And, uh, he's, and he, I feel like he exercised some demons here too. Cause this being a home course, not playing his best golf here and getting a T2 here for him, I think is huge for this season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Victor Hovland had a pretty good week. The young lad, um, he, he kind of fizzled out a little bit on uh, yeah. Sunday as well, but he's finished tied for second. He only shot one under on Sunday, but he finished he, he tied for second. He had some crap luck too, man. Like ended up behind yeah. a tree and just. Oh yeah. That was some, rough. Some bad Hit a stuff, punch but... out. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, but you know, he put himself in the trouble, but it is yeah. what it is, but all right. Um, anything else you, uh, that was real pertinent from the. Uh... Um, another big week from uh, Tony Finau. 
still in yeah, the mix, still playing God. good golf. We can't get him over the hump. There's nothing I'm trying to will more into being than Tony Finau getting another dub. How long ago was it when he won the Puerto Rico Open? Uh, let me look it up. Real That's quick, when but... that was. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, that there's a meme. Pretty much, it's a meme now that if you win the, it's like a, a an urban legend. If you win the Puerto Rico Open, you're not. It's just a cardinal sin. You're not going to win another tournament. And that was birthed by Tony Finau because I think it's been. There was a graphic that we had up um, that we posted to our social media that was Finau. Uh, he 2016, man. Yeah, man. Can you like? Would Ugh. you if what if before you looked it up? What would you have guessed? How long? What two years? Maybe three years ago at the most. Like that's my, what I would have said. Yeah. Like two or three yeah, years. Yeah, definitely. And let's see. We had this graphic that we posted. So in that time span, he's had eight runner-ups, twenty-two top fives. 40 top 10s and 69 top 25s and the it's just it's incredible that he hasn't been able to put it together for another dub uh and i mean he's what, all over major leaderboards he's all over like the puerto rico <laughs> open is this month so we're coming up on five years it's five just, years a, man that's a ton of like as as bad of a i guess i want to say figure as patrick reed has been like for god you want you want the success that he's got with yeah. tony because you feel like he could really just <sighs> catapult himself but damn. why is the world not more fair <laughs> good guys need to win more and but i mean, I mean just, it seems like just yesterday he was breaking his ankle at the uh master yeah, or rolling like rolling it <laughs> he was him and his brother gipper were on big break just i remember watching them way back in the day and yeah and, man tough one but, i i don't know what it's i mean we talk about this a lot but i i, I i'm not sure i i you know, he, I remember I watched his interview after his round on Sunday and, and he's got a good, you know, he's not, he's, he was himself happy with up. His yeah, he's, yeah. he's not like, it's not like, you know, we're, we're a lot more sad about this than he is. I mean, he's still a millionaire. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's going to be on tour for the, for another 20 years, but um, you know, I, he, he, he pretty much, I think it's, he said it, he said it, his putting struggled. And I think that's, that's just he's what like it changing is. changing grips and he's trying a ton of things and yeah. whoever the announcer, I can't remember who it was on Saturday was talking about, uh, if you, you ever see a guy put both fingers down the, the putter grip, you know, he's really <laughs> putting and yeah, uh, I've never heard that one time. before, but yeah, <laughs> let's cool. get him on the claw, like get Chris DeMarco yeah. out there, show him like the well, cross hand, do something crazy, like our uh, Adam Scott long putter. Uh, yeah, maybe, man. maybe a really short, maybe do go the other direction, get a really, really short putter and just, and just bend over and look goofy. It out sucks there. that he's not at the uh, the waste management next, uh, well, this weekend, because this is a kind of a strokes gain with your irons and your wedges, like putting is just kind of is what it is here is Bermuda. So you're not worried about, you know, really rolling it and it's going to roll true. So I don't know. He, he's going way overseas to uh to play, but yeah, the it's kind of the old Saudi international. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's actually uh, good. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I'll say the, the I guess the other thing about this weekend was the CBS coverage. Mm -hmm. uh, I like. Yeah. Ticker. Yeah. What do you think oh, about that? Better. Yeah. Yeah, I was the, a fan uh, of the ticker. It was. It, was it wasn't good. as like I don't think any of that needed to be uh, like advertised before the round. No, like <laughs> it, it wasn't that. Like, it oh, this is cool. Yeah, it wasn't that drastic. Like in the when on the Saturday coverage, I guess was the first time CBS picked it up. Like, and they could have had a two minute blurb at the beginning of the coverage, like, "Hey, this is the changes we brought." Instead, they like really, uh, yeah, threw it they out in the media earlier in the week, and like I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be crazy!" Like, this is gonna be some <laughs> wild stuff, and it was a little different, but it wasn't like. It wasn't too crazy. Yeah, it was it was nice though. Just kind of sat in the, the bottom right corner and like, okay, yeah, that's what the leaderboard looks right. I think they were they, they I think yeah, the 
there were no annoyances as far as like not seeing shots or some some stuff that the people were criticizing CBS for last year, like the guys that they were showing and the timing of the shots they were showing and stuff. I think, yeah, it seemed like it was really smooth. And I don't know. I think CBS may cover this week too. Uh, they I can't remember. CBS doesn't have as many tournaments as you would think, but I think this might be one of them um, this week too. But we'll have to watch out for that. I don't know if the it wasn't anything like I wasn't like blown away or anything, but yeah, like I, th- I thought they were good, good little changes. And um, I don't remember. Do you remember there being like drone footage and stuff more so? Like I don't remember any of that like really being prevalent. But I don't. Maybe I wasn't. No, nah, I mean attention, but they just need a drone to follow Patrick Reed all over the damn course. Yeah, can we? And- we need like uh, yeah, like put a Bluetooth thing on him and have a drone like zoomed in on him that <laughs> at all times. Yeah, I want to see like what he's what's he what's going on with like his pockets? Like what's he sticking in his pockets and taking out? Like is he like I don't know <laughs> the Patrick Reed cam? We can have that as a. Have fixture. you ever played with somebody like that? Like competitively? Like somebody like man, this dude just he's not uh he's not fun to play with because you like. I would think if I'm playing at that level, it might take me off my game too. Cause I've like, I've got time in my mind invested on, well, hell is he fluffing that lie over there? Is he like doing? Yeah, what I've never, I've never played with any, I've never, at least never noticed anything that egregious. Uh, like I, I, you know, uh, not, not off the top of my head. No, but I've had some interesting things happening. Like one time I was playing on a junior tournament with a guy who had a panic attack, which was uh pretty fun, but um uh he didn't cheat though what'd you shoot Uh, i I don't remember but he didn't cheat though so that's cool um but no man that's that's what that's kind of the point though that's how egregious it is that uh you're at the you know the top of top level of a a sport especially a sport that is you know so adamant about playing by the rules and and gentlemanly you know following is the captain america nickname strictly rider cup based because like it's the um, whole nickname he has is that does that come from his his success wait people call America? patrick reed captain america yeah that's like the nickname he has oh no i have no idea man i don't i'm not that, gonna endorse <laughs> i'm not gonna endorse that yeah. at all <laughs> yeah if uh if uh imagine if the real captain america was had those ideals then i don't think we'd be watching his movies and would that's you want to watch the? <laughs> yeah. that's not... nope that's not what i want i mean it's probably a more realistic uh look at america's ass but it is not the ass that we want <laughs> we want to be representing america that's for sure uh well let's segue into uh the this this coming weekend that's a good segue actually uh patrick reed is going to be one of uh, a number of good uh big time pga players that are going to be traveling to saudi arabia to play in the saudi international uh another one of the newer kind of european tournaments that's i guess the european tour swings through the middle east in this time of year during the winter and um yeah so let's just kind of rattle off so the saudi international what is it it's the third year that they're doing it maybe the fourth something like that um yeah, past, this past, is a dj dj yeah, past winner there. dj is going to be there we've got bryson dechambeau's there Tyrrell hatton's there tony finau's there watch Tony Finau win, but it's going to be a European tournament. And then we can keep the <laughs> meme about Puerto Rico going. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Patrick Reed, like we mentioned, Victor Hovland, uh, Paul Casey, Tommy Fleetwood, Sergio Garcia, Abraham Anser, Justin Rose, uh, just a number of the guys that are going to be playing over there. Um, I don't know. Like it's, I don't really have much uh, really an opinion about it. What I, my guess is that these guys get paid to go play there. Otherwise I can't imagine why I would want to travel to Saudi Arabia. Um and I imagine that they get paid pretty heftily because, you know, if, if you go play in the waste management 
open and, and make the cut, you're going to be guaranteed at least like 40 or 50 grand. And so if, yeah. if, uh, if, if they're enticing you to travel halfway across the world, um, I imagine that's probably a pretty fun experience to get, to get. Yeah, definitely. You wouldn't want to go to Saudi and, uh, and no offense to the Saudis out there that listen to this because I know there's tons of you, but, uh, if, uh, <laughs> if, um, I, I, I imagine that's one of the places in the world that is really cool to go to if you're given the top-notch experience. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe not so cool any other uh, reason, which is well, uh, kind of the same way about, you know, like going to California would be. So it's, <laughs> uh, well, it's like with the dudes like DJ and who was it, Bryson. Uh, Tyrrell's been over there. Uh, but yep. Paul Casey just won last week. Uh, well, I guess this weekend he won the uh, – the tournament they had um god what's the the omega that, yeah it was uh i can't remember. either way he won but he's already over there but you've got guys that like patrick reed just won over here he's about to fly was it 1700 whatever the mileage is to saudi yeah. arabia tony finau is going um there's a, <laughs> whatever they're paying him man it must be really yeah. nice that's what maybe that's what i'm saying get away. maybe i i would help i hope that they took like one i hope that like patrick reed and like bryson and like some other dudes were on like one chartered jet over there and i would <laughs> imagine the conversations they were having <laughs> no I, I did not want to be stuck on the plane with bryson him talking about like thermodynamics and why yeah. his swing is going to be helped because he's flying at this seat instead of this seat or some. how can i implement wing technology into my driver he's gonna have wings on his driver next time uh <laughs> Um, yeah, so keep an eye out for the Saudi International. It'll be it'll be interesting to check up and see what the uh, how the you know the PGA the, the staples on the tour are playing out there. Um, man, Bryson's can he's gonna be bombing the ball in in that desert air. Good lord, that that's Hell, like a DJ that's too, like a man. desert desert. That's like you know yeah, the, the way it's real like, Phoenix is the desert, but that's like the desert. <laughs> it's like it's like if there was a desert within Phoenix, that would be Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it's like. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be i don't know it could be a fun tournament uh, maybe we'll have a Man. close close finish <laughs> i mean how pissed off are you if you're just the average regular like everyday european tour guy like hey i'm going to saw son of a <laughs> like these cats yeah. are over here again yeah like, um yeah i know i mean i i don't know I, maybe I don't, yeah you, you're right it's just less you have a less chance to win more money you know yeah. it's just that's what it is you may have a good tournament and then like you're like, man, I played the best round of my like the best tournament of my life, and then DJ had like an average week, and he's like six shots ahead of you, and yeah, and Bryson, uh, yeah, all and those he's guys. hanging out on the beach with Paulina, just yeah, doing things. as long as they don't make Paulina cover up, I'm okay with everything yeah. that happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's get into the waste management open real quick, and then we'll get make our picks and get out of here. Uh, it's gonna be interesting this week. Uh, it's TPC Scottsdale. Everybody's familiar. Uh, the one of the most famous holes in golf with. Um, which is interesting because the hole is really the 16th hole at, at Scottsdale is not an interesting hole in any way, but it, once you build a grandstand around it and have tens of thousands of people, um, it, 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 you know, it's, uh, it's become one of the staples of the tour. Like it's one of the most recognizable holes on golf. And this week, the, uh, Arizona has got a little bit lesser stipulations than uh, other States do. And they're going to be allowing 5,000 fans, uh, per day so twenty thousand throughout the week and then the 16th hole is going to allow for 2000 uh, they're going to have a stadium allowing for 2000 fans that are socially distanced and separated to uh, fill up that stadium so i don't know do you think that that even that amount of fanhood is gonna is gonna make a big difference in the viewing experience i would think so um i just don't know how uh, you asked last week if are they gonna even gonna have stadiums like is 
having the, these stadiums socially distanced, are they going to take some of it away? Does it take away from what the hole is going to look like? Because really, it's it's like a flip wedge. It's not a, a tough shot outside of the the arena that it's in. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's way better than nothing, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these guys, this could be their first taste of like, ooh, we got some fans out here. I'm interested in that Saudi tournament too, like what their stipulations would be. Maybe DJ yeah. them like, let me go over here and interact with some things. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Um, I was mentioning earlier, like even just simply just having a crowd around the 18th green at the end of a tournament is gonna be is gonna be cool to see. Uh, Five thousand people can make a lot of noise, man. Like that that could be uh pretty fun. So maybe we'll get something really exciting. We'll get like a a playoff or um, one of the top guys uh, towards the top and and it'll be fun but i'm man i'm glad I, i'm hoping that this is going to go well and serve as a kind of an example for well, i mean we're going to have the florida swing um i think we're going back to california next week we're going to pebble beach and then riviera so uh, california is not going to allow any fans so um it'll be another number of weeks but we're going to be in florida for like a whole month and there's four three four or five tournaments in a row that they could potentially have fans and and this is going to be a good uh yeah, a good little test and see how it goes. And we'll have to see what the numbers are like, but it's looking good, man. I saw just a COVID update, just in general. I saw that we have finally gotten past the point. We have more vaccinated people in America than we do people that have COVID in America, which was nice. um, for the first time, which is nice. So yeah, man, hopefully uh, things go well this weekend and nobody, none of nothing too crazy happens. I think I'm assuming they're going to have the beer flowing and like maybe they can uh, the, the create a somewhat similar acts <laughs> atmosphere, but yeah, it should be fun, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome having fans there, especially on Sunday. Um, as, as the tournament comes down, it'll be, I'm, I'm interested to see if, if at all, you know, the guys that maybe it helps out because the Rory Rory's playing there for the first time in his career uh, at Scottsdale. And he mentioned, I think it was leading up to this last week's tournament uh, in an interview that he actually plays better in, tournament golf crowds. and and, and yeah. specifically he's even more focused and even and more locked in when there's a, a lot of tension and a lot of a lot of people there so um that could be a guy to look out for we we you never know rory may blow him out this weekend just because he's playing in front of fans again so uh yeah. just some stuff to look out for it should be fun I'm, I'm looking forward to it but uh all right anything else to, uh, you're looking forward to for for scottsdale good to go just man i'm, I'm looking forward to it though like i said yeah i'm ready to to watch some more golf this feels we're getting more and more into that like this is golf season feel which is cool yeah we were talking about before we started the uh next week's pebble um then we got riviera and then uh world golf championship that's going to be in florida then the arnold palmer then the players championship and yeah it's gonna be good man uh we're getting into the one of my favorite parts of the, the season so. and this field is really good too like don't yeah. don't get it twisted just because dj and bryson aren't over here it's yep yep it's very good so all right, let's make our picks. Uh, let's quickly recap. You, we all got points last week. I only ended up getting five points with a miscut, and then uh, you and Keish both ended up picking up ten each for uh, your. One of you got the best uh, finishing sleeper. One of and you got yeah. the best uh, finishing winner. So we're gonna be doing the same thing this week. We've got uh, another cut this week, so we're gonna be doing winners, uh, sleepers, and miscut. For anyone that doesn't know, the way that we determine this is. We just basically go by off the betting odds. So it, our, our winner picks have to be under a certain threshold of uh, betting odds. The sleeper picks have to be within like a certain threshold. And then uh, the most surprising player to miss the cut has to be below a certain threshold. So because uh, everybody's, 
I'm sure super interested to how we how we go about this. But all right, so I'm gonna go first. Uh, if y'all have any more suggestions, let us know too. So yeah, we like uh, we like all the feedback. We've been getting some feedback on our social media from our picks and people either giving us hell or agreeing with us. We like that too. So be sure to uh, send all of all of your thoughts. So I'm going to start out with a guy that I talked about earlier who is just damn solid every week. Um, uh, I know on Sunday when I was watching and rooting for Rom because I picked him to win last week. Uh, I was watching this guy. I'm like, man, this guy's probably going to win the tournament. He's probably going to about to make eight birdies in a row or something. But I'm going to go with Sander Schauffele, um, who, yeah, he got you points last week, didn't he? Uh, so that was a good pick for you. So I'm going to try to ride that wave, and I'm going to pick Xander to win. I mean, not, nothing else really needs to be said. He's 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 one of the best players on the tour at this point. He's always going to be in contention. So I expect him to be there on Sunday. I expect to be rooting for him and uh, cause me to root against other guys. That's what I expect out of Xander at this point. So. I'm going to go with with that with him, Xander Shoffley, winner pick. Nice. All right, give me uh, Keisha's winner. Keisha's going to go with Sung Jay, and he's uh, last year was the the front end probably MVP of the season, and mm-hmm. he's been playing better. And this is the kind of place too where I, if he went out there and shot a number day one and kind of started lapping the field, I wouldn't be surprised. It's a very uh, friendly course to guys that spray the ball a little bit, and he's a supreme ball striker. So. I was watching him a little bit uh, in this past tournament and it, I, I don't, I could be wrong about this, but it looks like his tempo is a little faster. Changing. Yeah. Just a li- like on, on, on his take back. Like it just, yeah. it's still not fast, but it looks like it's a little different. Like it's, it's timing's a little different. And he, cause last year I remember being like, there were, waiting, there were times waiting. watching him swing where I didn't know if he was actually taking the club. I thought my TV screwed up or something. That's he took the club back so slowly. It was just remarkable. And I, I just, I, for some reason, I thought that he was taking it back a little bit quicker. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes. I just, I've never, he's got a really unique swing. I think his swing is unique in the sense of like Matt Wolf and Jim Furyk. I think mm-hmm. that tempo is so strange that I think we should think of those swings in the same light. It's just so different it's than like, what everybody else does. It's like a Hideki 2.0 on steroids. Yeah. Hideki had that pause and now Sungjae is like, well, I, I can ante up on this, buddy. <laughs> Sungjae's entire backswing is a pause. It's like, yeah. does he ever even, I don't think he ever takes it back. I think we just have like a glitch in the matrix and then he's following through or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, all right. So good pick by Keish. We got Xander and Sungjae as winner pick so far. Uh, give us your winner pick. I think me and you are flip-flopping this week. And I know it kind of talked trash about him hitting that shot out of the bunker on 18. But I think John Rom. this is the kind of course where Again, he's he's really long, uh, par fives, iron player premium here, and I think he's he's primed to really get this thing rolling this season. So I'm going to go with John Rom. Yeah, that's a good pick. I just based on how my picks have gone the last couple of years, I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if uh, I picked him a week early and you and you nailed it. Wouldn't yeah. surprise me at all. I mean, he's the odds on favorite. That's a that's a good pick. You can't you can't go wrong picking Rom. He should be in contention on Sunday, and we'll just have to see how it goes. All right, so my uh, sleeper pick this week, I'm going to go with a guy who was kind of off the wall here, guy who had a really good stretch at one point last year, um, was kind of consistently finishing top five, top ten, um, never really put it together, but I'm hoping he does this week. I'm going with one of the Canadian boys, Adam Hadwin. No real reason, but uh, I just I just hope he uh, nails it, man. I'm going – I don't know how well Canadians do in the desert, but uh, <laughs> I don't think they do very well, but we'll have to see. I hope he puts on a lot of SPF and goes out and, and does some work and gets a dub and gets me points because yet again, I need some points because I'm falling back even more. So <laughs> Adam Hadwin, 
my sleeper pick, uh, give us quiches. I think this is kind of a comeback pick, and hopefully it works out because he is a fan favorite. Uh, Ricky Fowler plays really well here, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's weird about Ricky is he's really struggling with the putter. I think it's this might be the third straight tournament where he's lost strokes on the green, which is just unheard of. Ricky's known for his short or his flat stick and being able to put the ball really well. So maybe this is a turnaround, some familiarity. Uh, we get some some fans in the uh, stands for him. He might just, you know, peek around the uh, leaderboard a little bit. I'd man, love I, to see it. You would hope so. If Ricky's not putting well, he's going to – man, it's going to be tough. I think – what is he ranked in the – I mean, I think – he didn't make it in the club champ or the tour championship last year. Like, and I guess he's he's still – you know, he's very marketable and he's he's got brands. Yeah. He's all the Puma guy. and But it's just – yeah, man, uh, it, he really needs – this is going to be a big year for him. Uh him in particular, him and guys like Spieth and, but Ricky's never won. Spieth even has majors. Uh, you know, Ricky's a guy who doesn't have his resume padded the way some of these other guys that are struggling don't or do. It just um, feels like he's been knocking on the door for a decade now. And yeah. Just been able to get in. It is weird, man. It's, it, you don't remember that he has been on tour for like, yeah, for like since like the early 2010s and he, where he had the long shaggy hair and he was, mm-hmm. uh, kind of where he brought the 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 flat brims he doesn't even wear flat brims anymore does he um i don't kind of there maybe, is a different style maybe every but so often even yeah. like he was the that first oklahoma state guy with a, a different swing his swing's not really weird but it's, it's it's definitely a different tempo but yeah he was kind of the beginning of their like the, the, dynasty, the dynasty that they have yeah. now he was on that kind of that yeah about 10 15 years ago uh yeah i mean that's definitely got to root for always gonna root for ricky i remember after the last player championship I went to, I saw him and his now wife uh, in a, they stopped in a, I, we went to Target to get something uh, on the way home. There. And he stopped, him and his wife stopped into, uh, to the, to the Starbucks at Target and just were chilling and ordering. I was stuff actually and, at that same exact Target this weekend. All right. Crazy. The world, one, man. the one in Ponte Vedra. <laughs> yeah. yep, the one right there. when you get off JTB and go, yep. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> right hell there. to get into, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's for sure. I is. think. The last time I was there too, uh, at TPC, the one time, honestly, uh, yeah, the same situation. She's walking, and I was like, "Who's that?" And that's got to be Ricky's old lady. And mm. next thing you know, they're married. So, yeah, good for she, them. Good God, for, that that feels like it's five, five, six years ago. Ricky won a major by bagging her uh, alone. That's a major in my book. So, <laughs> well, well played, Ricky. <laughs> All right, uh, so good pick there, Ricky. Uh, give us your sleeper pick. Uh, this this guy is a he's a major winner. Um, but he tends to only play well in certain tracks and they, they've kind of been deemed Bubba tracks. I'm going to go with Bubba Watson and the same way that, you know, Rom can take advantage of this place with his length. If anybody can do it with length, shot shaping, uh, ball striking is Bubba and he's been playing halfway decent to start the season. So I, I mean, Bubba Watson be a fun one to, uh, throw out there this weekend. I like it. I like it. Nobody's picking uh, guys we don't want to root for. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Uh, all right, so yeah, yeah. I mean, as we stated earlier, we root for every ninety nine point nine percent of the guys on tour. We root for. But, uh, well, I, honestly, I'm not the biggest Bubba guy, but compared to Patrick Reed, <laughs> oh yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so biggest uh, name to miss the cut. This is kind of weird for me because he's not necessarily a big name yet, but his odds are pretty good, and he has a uh, he's making he's a name coming. for himself in the moment. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with Will Zalatoris and not even because of his play simply just because I don't, he's never played here before. And I'm just going to go with that, the rookie knowledge. And um, 
and that's about it, man. I'm not necessarily rooting for him to miss as, the cut. It's just uh, that's really the only thing I can really think of uh, for a guy who has high odds that's going to miss the cut. So last week was a little easy for us. We had Brooks, yeah. who's kind of in a weird place right now, and um, all of us made our get our miscut picks. But um, yeah, I'm just going to go going to go with the rookie. That's that's my I mean, knowledge. He, my, my, and it's for as bad the shots or, or for as bad as shots as Rom and Tony hit. I won't say bad, but just the outcome wasn't there. He hit one of the best shots on 18 coming in to uh, for May sure. 32. Yeah, so. the dude's got game. That's for He's sure. Got a ton of it. I mean, he blew out the uh, the Corn Fairy Tour last year, so um, it wasn't even close. So. He's a player, man. We're going to have to look out for him, but uh, hopefully this week he missed the cut. Sorry. Sorry, Will. <laughs> All right. Uh, give us Keisha's uh, missed cut. Keisha's going to go with Hideki. And I I think I mean, he's had some history here. He's played pretty okay at this venue, I think. Um, but, yeah, he's going to go with uh, Hideki Masiyama. He just, yeah, he hasn't really been um, – anytime lately he hasn't been at the top. Uh, I don't remember seeing him on a Sunday in contention or anything in a while, but which is a little strange because he had – He's just another one of those young guys like Sung Jay may go through some like, you know, maybe consider them sophomore struggles or something like that. But um, we're getting close to a year when that first round of TPC, he was the guy, wasn't he? Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't imagine. He, he shot 63 <laughs> shots. He was nine <laughs> under after Thursday. And then, yeah, Thursday night, they shut it down. That's got to be a rough one, man, especially at the tournament that you can uh, win the most money at. And it's the, the best field and everything. And he was going to be there <laughs> probably at the end of the tournament in contention but yeah good pick uh you know he may win it he may that's kind of the nature of our miscut picks though so <laughs> who knows yeah um, we gotta add a little spice to it every once yeah, in a while yeah it's gotta be risky yeah. uh all right so give us your uh miscut pick and we'll get out of here if you want to talk about risky uh yeah. this pick is completely narrative driven and i mean i hope he figures it out uh and I, I say figure it out as like he didn't make the cut last week overseas at uh the omega uh JT's that's gotta be rough very, you, you you go very, fly overseas and yeah. then miss the cut you just fly you just flew 1700 2000 miles away and i'm not even sure had, did you say justin thomas yet i'm not even sure yeah I, well i said jt and oh, gotcha. uh yeah he's had a really really rough to say the least couple of weeks with you know the the sponsorship uh situation and this is a spot where his kind of game usually plays really well but Maybe uh, this week, just kind of getting back into the swing of things and, you know, just being tired from traveling and all that stuff. Maybe uh, maybe he yeah. struggles. I, I like the logic. Hell. I like the logic. He may go out and win by eight shots, though. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what go, it is, man. <laughs> he might just go be JT and be the best iron player in the world. Like, just probably is. So just keep your mouth shut after you miss putts. That's yeah, exactly. Just don't say anything. God, just, that hot. That was the worst case scenario, too, just, man. The hot yeah. mic. Just be quiet, bro, and then befriend all of the uh, all the cameramen to delete their uh, <laughs> files and stuff. Anyways, <laughs> all right, uh, there's our picks of the week. Uh, that's it for us, man. That's it for us for the Big Stick Golf Podcast. Uh, looking forward to this weekend at TPC Scottsdale, and then the rest of the, this next couple months, man. That's gonna be great. Um, yeah, before we get out of here, we always, as always, appreciate everyone listening in. Be sure to follow us on all the handles at Big Stick Golf Official. Uh, that's it for us though. We'll be back next week, getting you ready for the, the, what is it? The AT&T program at Pebble beach. I don't know if they're doing the program this week, but we'll be getting ready for all of that. Uh, for C money, Carlton Smith, I'm John guest. That's it for us. Don't forget to whip out the big stick.
Thank you for listening to the Big Stick Golf Podcast. I mean, the crowd was unbelievable. We should see the best players in the world. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. I wish we could play in front of crowds like this, you know, every single week. Until next time, take care. Otto Palmer is the master champion of 1960. He has birdies.